In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. about Roseanne Boylan, if people knew her story would change everything about what people thought they knew about January 6th, most of the violent footage that people have seen with actual protesters being violent or combative with police was around the West Capitol entrance where Roseanne Boylan was killed. Uh, they knew that people were getting crushed because while we're at the bottom of this pile, we're yelling as loud as we can, we're dying, we're dying, help, help. What you're currently witnessing these Capitol Police officers disobeying their oath to defend the Constitution and to protect human life. We have a scene right now unfolding on the West Terrace Tunnel entrance that people died in. It was an absolutely horrific, grotesque scene of police brutality, unrivaled in American history. We have thousands of people who witnessed Roseanne Boylan's death, 34-year-old woman from Georgia. She died in the hands of Capitol Police. They pummeled her over onto the ground. They caused a stampede in which she got ran over. They pepper sprayed her while she was down. They put noxious tear gas in the atmosphere. She couldn't breathe, and she ended up dying in my arms. And may God rest her soul. The real fights that the news talks about in the media, where they drag the police officer down and they're beating the police officer and all that, they say the things about the police they shouldn't be saying, that was after they killed Roseanne Boyle. That was after they almost killed me. That was after they gassed an entire crowd. There's other people there that day, as you'll see in this footage right now, like 
Philip Anderson. He's a young black man from Texas who's a brave patriot who's come forward recently and signed an affidavit, court sworn affidavit, that saying that if it wasn't for me, that he would be dead that day by the hands of the Capitol Police. This is just another story of the countless stories that are horrific from January 6th of people being shot with tear gas canisters, hit with rubber bullets, pummeled over the head with steel baton. There was a concerted effort by the Capitol Police today, that day, to absolutely punish the American people and hurt them, and not to defend human life, and not to usher them into the building and take selfies like we've seen at some different parts. On the West Terrace Tunnel entrance, they were there to hurt people. They weren't fighting back or getting crushed. What they did was they pushed more and more people on top of us. They were beating and beating and beating. Everything they said about Roseanne Boylan from the very beginning is a lie. They straight up killed her. It was murder. And I was holding her hand as she died, all right? And everything she felt, I felt as well, because I was right there next to her at the bottom of the pile holding her hand. There's nothing more devastating than watching men and women unarmed be killed by our own police officers in this country. Roseanne Boylan was seen being beaten by a policewoman while she was laying there seemingly unconscious. Here's how you know the Capitol Police are evil. When Roseanne Boylan is lying there on the ground, dying, motionless, not moving at all, a Capitol Police officer beats her over the head with a baton. And now the Capitol Police Department has ruled that that was objectively reasonable. I think they said objectively, maybe they said something. Yeah, they ruled that that was reasonable. I'm like, hold on, how's it reasonable to beat a dying woman over the head with a baton? So Lila Morris walks free and Roseanne Boyland is no longer with us. I always said to myself since day one, uh, before I knew about Roseanne Boyland, what would make Trump supporters, who are normally back the blue, former military guys, attack police officers or seemingly be very hostile towards police officers. And it wasn't until months later that I discovered the story of Roseanne Boylan and the fact that we're actually watching a woman being brutalized by a police officer and being crushed by a crowd. And when they tried to pull her out of the crowd, they were being tear gassed by police. So police was preventing actual Trump supporters from rescuing multiple people that were at the bottom of a pile. That is the real story, and people knew that, that there was a chance that police possibly killed another protester, not Ashley Babbitt, but Roseanne Boylan, and that the reason that these Trump supporters were violent or were acting hostile towards the cops uh, was because they were trying to save people's lives, then that changes the whole narrative. It was like, it was like something you'd see out of a movie, like in a war scene. And it was, it was a really terrifying experience. If it wasn't for Jake Wait, Lang, I would definitely would be dead. Yes, she was collapsed. Four minutes, she was underneath, not breathing. What happened, sir? So a, a lady died in front of me. I picked up the, the black carried it down the 
the steps. She, she fainted and, and she was crushed by about six people. Out here? Throwing in the window. Did they bring her? Did, they, did she go inside? She was purple by the time they got her. She was murdered by the hands of the Capitol Police, and this was witnessed by thousands of Americans on the steps of our own Capitol. You know, I've watched Roseanne Boylan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, that's exactly what happened on January 6th. Now, they want you to believe that there was a massive insurrection where people like you, people like me, rushed the Capitol building and did not care what was in our way and did not care who we hurt. Unfortunately, it was just the opposite. Not only did Capitol Police beat and murder people, I don't remember any Capitol Police or Metro Police being murdered that day, but people were. And it happened to be the same crowd that the cops were firing rubber bullets and tear gas into to fire them up just so they could be caught on camera beating them saying oh we're pushing them back we're pushing them back we're pushing them back so that we're all safe when in all actuality they just wanted it caught on camera that there was a massive scuffle between people and cops and once they got that on camera they just opened the rest of the doors and let people in this is a massive orchestrated attempt By the deep state, Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats, the Rhinos, the Metro Police, the D.C. Police, everybody, the Capitol Police, everybody involved. This is a massive effort. And it's going to be what destroys the Democratic Party. Look, the midterms of 2022 isn't going to be what destroys the Democratic Party. Their own actions are going to destroy their own party. All we have to do is keep staying true to God, pray for them because they know not what they do, they don't believe in God, and they can't beat God. So all we have to do is continue to do what we're doing. The truth will always come out. And when the truth does come out, it will be the end of the Democratic Party for decades. Folks, you're locked and loaded. Finally, right here on Live from America. So very sorry for the technical difficulties yesterday. Uh, yesterday, the, the technical difficulties today. I know on Getter and on Facebook and on Roku and on Firestick, all you saw was me trying to frantically figure out what was going on and Eli trying to frantically figure out what was going on. Long story short, the entire system collapsed and crashed yesterday. Who knows why? We don't know why. There was actually no updates or anything. We keep everything up to date constantly. We're constantly flushing out problems. But I told you about a month and a half ago, didn't I, that we were being attacked like never before, that our website, that our social media platforms, everything that we were trying to do, we were being attacked. I literally spend, you have no idea how much time and money and effort we spend just to keep the website going. Every single day, people are trying to destroy life from America. So I have no explanation as to what happened yesterday, other than the fact that we went in there, cleaned up some stuff, reset everything, and then rebooted this morning and did some testing. You guys might have seen the testing. We don't know what happened, but it happened. happened. So anyway, here we are. You're locked and loaded. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, coming to you refreshed and re-energized from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you guys today. I missed you yesterday. 
so very much. People said you were probably hacked yesterday. Yes, you're probably right. You're probably right. All I know is that we're working today. We're off and running. They can't stop us. They've never been able to stop us. Facebook couldn't stop us. YouTube couldn't stop us. Twitter, PayPal, Spotify, all of them couldn't stop us. We're still here. So whoever is attacking live from America, good try. Better luck next time. We will pray for you. Um, I do want to talk quickly about the armor of God. What I was trying to tell people yesterday was over the weekend, we made it up to 19th in the world. Now, that was the initial push. Everybody was downloading. Now, we went all the way back down to 70. And last night when I went to bed, we were back up to 50. So we are remaining in the top 100 in the world for Christian music. And that is small and large uh, distribution together. No matter what, we were number 19 in the world. And that is only by the grace of God, folks. I have never seen any of the music that I've ever done get to that even chart, let alone be that high on the charts. So I want to thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart for everything, for streaming, for downloading, for sharing. Um, We've got some great messages from people absolutely crying because of the Armor of God song and what the message is doing to them. I'm going to share the Rumble video on Facebook later. Okay, Connie, thank you very much. Um, So the Armor of God song is doing amazing. Let's keep it going, folks. Keep sharing. Keep spreading. The more downloads, the more it stays on the charts. And the more it stays on the charts, the more people have access to see it that would have never seen it otherwise. And that's the most important thing. It's not about views. It's not about likes. It's about getting the message out there, and that's great. Before we go to the verse of the day, I would like to tell you about Rumble. So, folks, when I ask you guys to rumble the video, if you if you're not if you don't have a subscription or not a if you don't have a um, a profile on Rumble, make sure you build a profile. It allows you to do the, the the live chatting. It allows you to rumble rant. Which, by the way, we've already had some wonderful rumble rants this morning. Thank you very much. But it also allows you to rumble. And when you rumble the video, there's a leaderboard every single day. It it's um it resets every 24 hours. And live from America, both shows, the 5 and the uh, 11 o'clock show, they're always on there in the top 15. So we want to continue to rumble the video as well on Rumble and on Getter. You want to like it because it keeps those, it keeps the show in people's faces, which means it spreads truth, positivity, and the gospel, and what more could you ask for? You know what I mean? So having said that, let's go to the verse of the day today, which I titled, People Are Afraid of the Gospel. Now, I was on, my fo- on the phone with my mother this morning for quite a long time, and uh, we were talking about my family, my sisters, and, and people that are around us that just don't believe in God. And I said, Mom, people are afraid of the gospel. She said, what do you mean? And then I proceeded to tell her what I put in the newsletter after our conversation. Verse of the day is Hebrews 4.12, and it says this, For the word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit, and the joints and the marrow, and the and uh, and uh, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, why do people fear the Bible? Ask yourself that question. Think back to how many times you've asked somebody in your life to just sit down and read the Bible. How many people do you know will not go? within five feet of the Bible. Why? Why do non-believers avoid the Bible like the plague? There's no other book in the world that makes people feel or act this way. Now, if non-believers say the Bible is nothing but fiction, then they should have no problem reading it because they read Greek mythology. Most non-believers even study other religions, but they will not go within 10 feet of the Bible. Why? 
Well, because the word of God is unmistakable and real and powerful. There's no other explanation. It cuts through anything in its way and goes deep into your inner soul and your Holy Spirit. The reason people don't want to hear the gospel or have anything to do with it is because they are afraid of it. If they acknowledge the Bible, the word of God, the gospel, enough to read it, then they know that it will convict them in the flesh. And they inherently understand that the word of God is so real and powerful that they will have to admit who they really are and the mirror of their conscience will show them their true selves. Once they see that, their whole life will change. And they don't want their life to change. They are happy in their lifestyle of the flesh. They are happy sinning and not caring enough to stop. They are children with no parental supervision, and they have the whole weekend to do whatever they want without parental judgment. That is the life of a non-believer. And I can tell you that with utmost certainty because I was one for most of my life. They also are so confused that they don't understand the risks of brushing it off and looking the other way. Quote, forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do. We shouldn't be mad at them. We shouldn't be upset at them. We shouldn't tell them, you're going to burn in hell. There are other ways to talk with them. We should feel sorry for them. We should pray for them. Pretty much my whole family will no longer talk to me, to me anymore. They think that I am better than everybody else for some reason. My sisters hate the fact that I have become a Christian. They think that my wife and I think that we're better than, than them now, which is far from the truth. If anything, we realize how bad we really are. They won't even have a conversation with me or even watch my new Armor of God song and video because they say I am a hypocrite, saying that my whole life I was bad and a sinner and I'm just doing it for attention. Little do they realize that a life of bad and sinning is exactly the type of people God goes after. And as far as doing it for attention, I used to have 30,000 people watching my lives at once. And my videos would get millions of views by the end of the week. And I don't get 10% of that now. Why? Because it's about quality, not quantity. We are walking a very narrow path with very few people. The wide road is for everyone else and is packed to the brim with people wanting to hear the words of the flesh. And I decided that was not the path that I wanted to be on anymore. And a lot of people just cannot accept that. I will continue to pray for them. I will continue to love them as I love each and every one of all of you. And we thank you, Jesus, for, your under, for our understanding of the Holy Spirit and the opportunity to represent your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So that, folks, is why people fear the word of God. Because they fear to become something different than they've always known. And that's sad. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, Satan is definitely working overtime right now, okay? Overtime. And if Satan's working overtime, then you need to work overtime. And for you to work overtime, you must be fully immersed in the armor of God. You must be fully immersed in the word of God. You must spread that gospel unapologetically, loud and proud. And you must, must go to God each and every day and night for the heavenly stamina that you will need in this war that we are embarking on. Amen? All right, let's do this. Put your cups up as we have our first slurp of the day. And here we go. Going back to the cold open that I just played about January 6th and this massive, massive covert operation known as the Great Insurrection. It's all fake. It is all fake. Every bit of it's fake. It's all political theater, ladies and gentlemen. And the world will know what you and I know very soon. The world will see the videos that you and I have seen since that day. The world will see them, and the reason why they've not seen them is because outside of our little echo chamber of patriotism, those videos don't exist. And the reason why those videos don't exist is because Nancy Pelosi has scrubbed them from the internet. So if you did not already have those videos saved somewhere, or you're not friends with somebody who saved all those videos when they were coming out on January 6th, well, then you don't know what really happened. But like I just said, the world will know very soon. Now, these very, very fake, illegitimate, sham, unselect January 6th panel has hired a TV network executive in a shameless attempt to turn this Thursday's January 6th unselect committee hearing into primetime television so that the world that I was just talking about that lives and dwells outside this echo chamber of patriotism and make America great again, awesome Americans, they will see the narrative that is pushed by yellow Teletubby, Liz Cheney, little action figure Adam Kinzinger, and Nancy Pelosi's, the rest of her seven uh, dwarfs, or how many, how many people are on there? I don't know. Is there seven, eight? I don't know. They're all losers. Long story short, that's what the world is going to see. They're going to see that narrative. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go into this uh, story real quick, and then I'll give you a solution to how we combat this, okay? With another televised virtue signaling performance fast approaching this week, Nancy Pelosi's partisan January 6th committee has hired a former television network executive to, quote, produce Thursday's witch hunt proceedings in a shameless attempt to run primetime hearings into must-see TV, almost like a reality TV show. That's what we're getting to now. Now, former ABC president James Goldston, ABC president, by the way, this is a guy who ran propaganda for years, will be tasked with curating, quote, a mountain of explosive material into a captivating multimedia presentation for Thursday's political theater showing. The powerhouse executive ran some of the network's most popular shows, such as Good Morning America, Nightline, and he was reportedly added to the committee as a, quote, unannounced advisor. So this moron is an unannounced advisor. He's an advisor to the January 6th unselect, illegitimate sham hearing. 
He's also tasked with your taxpayer dollars, paid with your money that you can't even afford to give up right now to build a propaganda evening around the narrative of Nancy Pelosi, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, Benny Thompson, Jamie Raskin, and the rest of the moron losers up there. A secret advisor. And he's the one tasked with building this production evening of primetime television. Now, one would assume that the so-called mountain of explosive evidence would speak for itself and you wouldn't need a fake production of any kind to present it to the people. After all, the truth shall shall set you free, right? As we may have seen repeatedly over the past year and change, Pelosi's sham panel is more concerned with ignoring actual evidence and actual proof in favor of upholding the leftist insurrection narrative and, of course, literally engaging in theatrics in order to get their message across. And like I said, most of this country has no idea what's really going on. As if it wasn't a, uh, as if it wasn't a mockery of Congress enough Now the committee will be turning the House floor into a full-on manufactured television production as the bogus insurrection narrative continues to crumble. Now, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, and this is what Dinesh D'Souza put out, and I agree with this a thousand percent. What every news station needs to do that has any ounce of integrity left. Now, I know we're not talking about Real America's Voice News. We're not talking about right-side broadcasting. We're not talking about OAN, possibly talking about Newsmax, definitely talking about Fox News. But any of these news stations who do not run 2,000 mules as a counter-programming message to the world, to regular Americans, you know that they are as fake as the, as, as, as the gold that our dollar is backed by here in 2022. It is absolute fake and a sham. Every news station should run 2,000 mules. Now, Dinesh D'Souza is apparently pretty tight with people just playing his, his, uh, his film without paying for it. We did it on Live from America because I thought that the, that the, the, the documentary and the information in it was far more important to get to you, the audience member, than waiting to buy it because some people can't afford it because of what's going on in the world today. Some people didn't want to rob Peter to pay Paul, so they would have just been screwed and not been able to see it. And I thought, no, we're not doing that. So, you know, of course, I caught a little bit of flack from that, but it's okay. It is what it is. I got the truth out there. That is my job, okay? And that is what every news station that I just mentioned needs to do, including Real America's Voice News. And I will be calling them today and saying, hey, you better get on the phone with Dinesh and tell him you want to work out some deal to play this live. He is screaming for Fox News to play it live. Dinesh is begging Fox News to play it. I, get, I bet they don't have to pay him any money to play it. Why? Because he knows they won't, number one. And he knows if they do, who cares? The message is out there. And that's the exact reason that I played it for, you know, a month ago or whenever that was. But every news station, including Fox News, needs to run it as counter-programming on Thursday in order for the world to see the real insurrection, which was November 3rd of 2020. That was the real insurrection. We were not trying to stop the peaceful transfer of power. We were trying to stop the illegal transfer of power. The illegal transfer of power. And these Democrats are always saying this. 
If you see something, say something. If you see illegal activity, then talk about the illegal activity. Report it to somebody. They say it all the time. So what we did is we saw illegal activity. We knew the proof. We knew the evidence. We had plenty of it before we even did any of these. Dan Bongino has a big platform. Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, step up. Play it on your shows. Said uh, Suzanne Vermontis. Before any of these forensic audits were even engaged in a process to start looking at things, we already knew there was problems. We already knew they stole the election. So we were not trying to stop the peaceful transfer of power. We were trying to stop the illegal transfer of power. That is what we were doing. We had a legal right to do that. We're American citizens, and this is a government for, by, and of the people, not the other way around. So don't give me your crap about an insurrection. Because the real insurrection happened on November 3rd, and you can't prove to us that it didn't. You cannot prove to us that you won that election. You can't. The only way you can prove to the American people that you won the election outside of taking a few Secretary of State's and Governor's word for it is by showing us the receipts. Show us the receipts. Tell us how stupid we are. Tell us all about the big lie. Prove to the world that Trump supporters are real insurrectionists. Because that, to me, would be the best bet. If I was a Democrat, or a communist, or a Marxist, or a moron, like all these people that we're talking about, the first thing that I would do is say, I am going to get every single one of you. I'm going to prove every single one of you wrong, and in the process, I'm going to make your little orange man look like the biggest fool on planet Earth. And never again will you or your kind ever rise to power from a populist movement ever again. That is the first thing that I would do. To shut this all down and to make everybody understand how bad Trump supporters really are. They really are white supremacists. They really are insurrectionists. They really are uh, radical nationalists. The first thing I would do, and they can't do it. And they can't do it. I wish I was a billionaire. Because I would offer any of these dirty Democrats millions of dollars to prove to me that you won. And they can't. And they'll never be able to. That is the real insurrection. And when all this comes out, and it will, the Democrat Party will be destroyed for good. Carol says, what about Trump endorsement of McCarthy? Look, I talked about this last night when we couldn't go live. I ended up doing an old school phone getter live, and I kind of went through those topics. I am so upset at President Trump for doing this. And like I posted this morning, there's two reasons. There's only two logical reasons that President Trump actually endorsed Kevin McCarthy. He either wants him to win or he wants him to lose. And people go, what in the H-E double hockey sticks are you talking about? How do you endorse somebody and want them to lose? Because we all know the Democrats' new tactic. The Democrat new tactic is to go after every Trump-nominated candidate and vote in Republican primaries to get him out of there so that they can make room for the weak rhinos that will just cow down and bend over for the Democrats. That is the new tactic of the Democrat Party. So either Trump endorsed him knowing that they were going to go and get rid of him or he endorsed him hoping that he would win. And if it's the latter, then I am very upset with President Donald J. Trump. What a big mistake. I mean, if you're the one out there touting getting rid of rhinos and you've got us on this mission since November 4th of 2020 and we're spending every waking hour of our lives trying to expose and rid the Republican Party of these worthless rhinos who do nothing but cow down to the Democratic Party, well, then I think you might want to lead by example. So endorsing somebody that the entire base, the real base, 
the MAGA candidate, the MAGA people base, the, the we, the people, they hate Kevin McCarthy more than any Republican out there except for Mitch McConnell. So if you're doing it to set him up, that's genius. If you're doing it for the other reason, that's ridiculous. And both of them will not know until it's all said and done. So I guess we'll just see what happens, right? I'm not, I'm not, not supporting Trump because of that ever for any reason. But I'll tell you what. I wasn't happy with that either. Let's move on. The first and foremost section is 32 minutes long. Let's move on now. Yesterday, I told you that New York Governor Kathy Hochul did two major things in the state of New York that New Yorkers need to know about. One is she assembled a social media task force to monitor New Yorkers' social media uh, activity. So if you're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube, you will be monitored by New York state officials. Now, whether the NSA probably not monitors everything you do, whether you're on Getter, Truth, Rumble, or whatever, but New York City, excuse me, New York state, they have to have partnerships with these platforms in order to do this. That means that if they're monitoring your social media, all of those major social media platforms that I just mentioned are working with Governor Kathy Hochul to make sure that they monitor all of your activity. So if you post anything about Trump, anything bad about Biden, they're coming after you the same way they came after Peter Navarro. This is not a joke, folks. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. The second thing that governor, unelected Governor Kathy Hochul did that you need to know about is she just signed a very brand new New York law which affects every youngster in the great empire state. She has just signed a new law raising the age of a purchase for a semi-automatic rifle. The Democrat unelected governor signed a package of bills tightening gun laws in the aftermath of two mass shootings by 18-year-olds. Kathy Hochul signed law increasing the age limit to 21 for the purchase and ownership of semi-automatic rifles. Hochul signed the measure yesterday as part of a package of 10 public safety-related bills, including several that will establish limits on the purchase of weapons, another to strengthen red flag laws, which are 100% unconstitutional. I don't care what letter you have in front of your name. And one that will require micro-stamping of new firearms to help law enforcement more easily connect fired bullets to the weapons from which they came from. Prior to the change for semi-automatic rifles, the age in New York was 18. The bills passed the state legislature last week and were signed by the governor following back-to-back mass shootings involvement or involving semiotic rifles. Now, let me ask you this, folks. Do you think that any governor, any president, or anyone else has the authority given to them by the people because God does not give the power of the elected official to the elected official. We the people do. And God gives us our power to say so. So do you think that any of these governors or presidents or anyone else has the ability to sign such a law? Do you think it is constitutional to sign gun control laws that they say do not restrict law-abiding citizens from the Second Amendment. But yet, that's exactly what it does. Because law-abiding citizens are the only ones that are going to abide by your unconstitutional law. The criminals didn't even abide by the last law 
So raising the age isn't going to do anything. So my question is, do you think that anybody in any elected position has the power to seize a weapon from you or to restrict you from buying a weapon of any kind ever? I'm going to go this far. No elected official even had the power to take a weapon from a felon. Do you want to know why? Because unlike a driver's license, the right to own and bear a firearm is not a privilege. It is a right. And you cannot take a right away from somebody no matter what the cause of the case is. Now, you can take their rights away from them while they're imprisoned. That is logical. But if somebody gets out of prison and they didn't have a violent crime where they stabbed or shot somebody, you have no right to tell them they cannot own a weapon. You have no right to tell them that they can no longer defend themselves or their families from intruders or the government. You don't have the right to do that. So taking guns away from felons was even against the Constitution if you really want to get down to it, and that's how far deep I'm going. That's how far deep I'm going. Because what they start doing then, just like I said last week, is they start giving out felonies like candy. Martha Stewart has a felony. You think Martha Stewart is, in, is at, we're at any risk of her going on a shooting spree? No. Well, maybe because she's a left-wing loon, but you get my point, right? Shall not be infringed means shall not be infringed, Period. You cannot take a right. You can take a privilege, but you cannot take a God-given right. Unbelievable. So in New York, you're facing the fact that you, uh, if, you, uh, if you have a son or a daughter who just turned 18 and you want them to be able to defend themselves, they will not be able to defend themselves with a rifle or with a handgun because I think yeah, in New York you have to be 21 for that too. Anyway, long story short. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award goes to the Swamp Donkey Democrat unelected governor, Kathy Hochul, because she has no power to do what she's doing and I hope that somebody is out there filing legislation or filing a lawsuit against that uh, unconstitutional legislation that was just signed by Kathy Hochul. Now moving on, speaking of the building blocks of removing all of your guns because they're starting with these, the House Democrats are actually proposing, get this, are you ready for this? A 1,000% increase tax on rifles, on AR-15s, basically. Let's get into that story. (laughs) People are out of control. Democrats have decided that if they can't ban guns outright, they will simply make it impossible for the average American to be able to afford to buy them. One Democrat has proposed a 1,000% tax increase on so-called assault weapons, and he is getting support from other Democrats in this fight. Do you think that this is what American founders had in mind when they wrote the Second Amendment, folks? The House Democrat plans to introduce a bill that would hit AR-15s with a 1,000% tax and it could, ca- and it could pass Congress without any GOP votes, but it will have some, rest assured. The recent string of high-profile shootings in the United States has prompted one House Democrat. Isn't it weird that that always happens under Democrats and it's what prompts Democrats? Almost like it was orchestrated. 
To draft a measure designed to severely restrict access to the AR-15 style weapon used by gunmen in carnage, Representative Don Bayer of Virginia said, a member of the Tax Writing House and Ways of Means Committee, and he wants to impose the 1,000% excise tax. He says what's, what's, what it's intended to do is to provide another creative pathway to actually make some sensible gun control happen, Bayer said. We think that a 1,000% fee on assault weapons is just the kind of restrictive measure that creates enough fiscal impact to qualify for reconciliation. See what I'm saying? They're trying to tie money and their love to their, their thirstiness to get rid of guns together so they can actually put it in reconciliation. So they don't have to actually go through the actual laws and votes to do it. These are how sneaky these people are. Now, let me ask you this. A 1,000% tax increase. Okay, so let's say, where's my phone here? Let's say that a gun, an AR-15, let's just say just for a round number, it costs 1,500 bucks, okay? You times that by 0.06, that's tax rate in most states and, and a lot of states, Times .06. That's a $90. That's $90 extra. So you're going to have to pay $1,590 on that gun. Now times that by $1,000. Now you're going to be paying $10,500 for that gun. What you were going to pay $1,600 for, basically, is now going to cost you $10,500. And guess where that money goes? To the government. So let me ask you this. How is taking more of our money to buy something that we have the God-given legal authority to buy with or without your permission, how is giving that much more money to the people who already send our money to Japan to find out why frogs mate and to Ukraine to funnel it, how is more money going to stop gun shootings from happening? You see how stupid it is? It's just another way to rape the American taxpayer for more money and stop and, and, and restrict access to law-abiding people who will actually pay the increase in tax to be able to defend themselves. Those people who are shooting everybody up, they don't care about getting them legally or not. They don't care about that. Are you kidding me? 90 times 1,000 is 90,000, says Lauren Cole. Well... 90 times point oh, 90 times uh, we're, we're, we're timesing the tax increase by a thousand percent, not the actual dollar amount. You see what I'm saying? So unbelievable, unbelievable. They're, give us more money to buy the weapons so that mass shootings don't happen. None of it makes any sense. It's just another way to take more money. Okay. Anyway, folks, let's stay. Let's get to the story that exemplifies, I should say, One of the many reasons why the government has no business nor ability to infringe on your Second Amendment rights, okay? We're going to go to a story right now of a good guy guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun. You ready for this? This is unbelievable what you're about to see, but I'll read it first. A pregnant woman used an AR-15 to drop an armed robber and a home invader who was attacking her 11-year-old daughter. One of the most 
amazing examples involved an eight-month-old pregnant mom who used her AR-15 to defend her then 11-year-old daughter and her injured husband during a violent home invasion three years ago in Lithia, Florida. You might remember this. At the time, her husband, Jeremy King, was being pistol-whipped and kicked in the head by two masked burglars. Them guys came into the two, uh, t- came in with two normal pistols, and my AR stopped it, she told the Bay News uh, 9 in Tampa in 2019. This is an incredible story. I'm just going to play the video for you guys because this is why we have the Second Amendment. It has nothing to do with hunting or anything like that. It has everything to do with stopping bad guys with guns, and yes, that includes enemies, foreign and domestic, a.k.a. our government. Check this out. A couple in Florida attacked during a home invasion. Dave Jordan reports on the woman's actions that saved her and her husband's life. We got a fractured eye socket, a fractured sinus cavity, a concussion, uh, 20 stitches and three staples in my head. Um, I took a severe beating. The bruises and swelling on Jeremy King's face tell the story of a man on the receiving end of a brutal attack. But his actual account is far more harrowing than his injuries suggest. They came in heavily hooded, masked. Uh, As soon as they ripped my back door open, they already had a pistol on me and was grabbing my 11-year-old daughter. King is talking about the men who barged into his home on Old Welcome Road in Lithia around 9 o'clock Wednesday night. He says he doesn't know who they are, never met them, and has no idea why he was targeted. Both men pointed guns at him while demanding money. And when I'm telling them I have nothing for you, they got this backpack and gun in my face saying, give me everything you got. And I'm saying, I have nothing for you, I have nothing for you. It became real violent real fast. King says one of the men started pistol whipping him while another kicked him repeatedly in the head. King's wife, who was eight months pregnant, was in the back bedroom and peeked out to see what was going on. That's when King says one of the masked men shot at her. She retreated, grabbed an AR-15, and returned fire. When he came towards the back door in her line of sight, she clipped him. He made it from my back door roughly 200 feet out in the front ditch before uh, the, the AR did its thing. Deputies who responded to this scene found a man dead in a nearby ditch. The other man ran off after the shot was fired. Them guys came in with two normal pistols. My AR stopped it. Pretty much she evened the playing field and kept them from killing me. Pretty much she evened the playing field and kept them from killing me. My AR-15 stopped it. If it wasn't for that AR-15, guess what? Most likely that guy would have ended up dead. The, 11, uh, the, uh, the, the mother would have ended up dead. The entire family probably would have ended up dead or beat. Who knows? Or raped. Who knows? I guess we'll never know because a good girl with a gun stopped a, two bad guys with a smaller gun. And that, ladies and gentlemen is the kind of stuff the Democrats are going to stop. They are going to prevent good guys and girls with guns, stopping bad guys and girls with guns. And again, remind me how the cities with the most stringent gun laws on record are doing. Uh, Just tell me how the crime is doing there. Matter of fact, we're going to get to that in a minute, actually, so keep Keep that in the, uh, in the back of your mind. But right now, we're going to go to the laptop from hell. It's time to go to the laptop from hell. And what I'm about to show you, you are not going to like. Okay? Now, I'm not going to show you anything really... Um, I'm not going to show you anything that anybody can't see, even kids. But if you do have kids in the room, young kids, you might want to turn their heads away from what I'm going to show you here in a second. But the laptop from hell... 
just keeps on being the, the, the treasure trove of family dysfunction, abuse, criminal activity of the Biden family, pornography, and literally the worst of human nature. This Biden laptop from hell, this Hunter Biden laptop from hell is, is, is probably the worst thing that you could ever lay eyes on. And stuff that I've seen in this, stuff that I've seen that was in this, uh, that's in this computer, I would never show on TV. I would never show it on my show. And most of you have already seen it. However, folks, I'm going to show you some new pictures that have been out and they're circling in their, uh, the internet and they're going viral. And, they're, and it's happening because of Joey Applesauce and the Democrat Communist Marxist Party's attempt to infringe on the Second Amendment. Because now there's new pictures of nude Hunter Biden, a naked Hunter Biden, something nobody wants to see, recklessly brandishing an illegal firearm. Let me say that again. Recklessly brandishing an illegal firearm with a prostitute in the room. And it was a leaked video from the Biden laptop. Folks, more, like I said, there's a treasure trove of stuff that's going to come out that, that most people have never seen before. Okay, now I'm not going to show you the video because that's disgusting. What I am going to show you is a few pictures. Everybody remembers this one, right? Oh, there he is. The residence crack smoking, Parmesan smoking, disgusting, dysfunctional son that he uses to funnel money. Keeps him fed with crack so he'll do his bidding. Okay. As Joe Biden urges Congress to pass gun control legislation for law abiding Americans, Hunter Biden is seen in this video recklessly waving around a firearm while frolicking around a room naked with a prostitute in a video that surfaced on Monday. Like I, like I said, folks, I'm only going to show you some screenshots of this. So here we go. This is Hunter Biden sitting on his bed. Now, anything that's disgusting is blacked out, so don't worry about it, okay? But here's, here's Hunter Biden in his, in his room. Uh the cursor here for a minute this is hunter and this is this right here is uh the the prostitute that was in the room with him okay now i'm going to move on and show you a couple other pictures here again we're not going to show anything that's uh that's not blocked out okay here is the lower half of hunter biden brandishing the firearm by the way which is illegal and let me show another screenshot this is him waving the gun in front of the camera as to say, I'm gangster, I'm gangster, I'm the president's son, I can't be touched. This is all going around the internet while Joe Biden and the left are trying to take your guns, but the crack smoker, he can have a gun. Folks, like I told you, this is the most dysfunctional family ever. So I guess the hooker posted these vids. I don't think so. No, no. I don't think so. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that I even know that have the entire laptop and everything that was on it. So people are releasing stuff as it's relevant. You don't want to give all this out at once. You want to leak it out. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I'd give it all out at once. But the people are strategically doing this so that people at the right time see it. And that's what's going on right now. It's just a disgusting, dysfunctional family. And really, really, hopefully... Hopefully, God will touch their lives. I don't know. I don't know. I want to move on from the gun stories, and I want to move on from the Biden family, and I want to move on to a story that I tried to talk about yesterday, 
Didn't really get a chance to, but is definitely worth repeating once again, and that is Pizza Hut, folks. Pizza Hut has now gone completely, completely woke. So you know what we got to do, folks. We got to do the same thing that we do to politicians. We got to light them up. So what I'm asking all of you to do is at noon tomorrow, and I'll be talking about this on the night show tonight too, at noon tomorrow or right before we get off the Live from America show, maybe I'll do it first and then maybe you guys all go do it tomorrow, but at noon tomorrow, all of us around the world are going to call Pizza Hut. We're going to call Pizza Hut headquarters and we're going to give them a piece of our patriotic minds, baby. We're going to let them know that their smut, their disgusting sexualization of our children and their pushing of sexual desires on five and six and seven year olds, it's not going to happen anymore. And like I said on my, on my live last night, folks, do you remember when Pizza Hut was the place that you went to as a family and as a team and as a community when your local Little League uh, children won the championship? Oh, let's everybody go to Pizza Hut. It was just a thing that you did. You went there, you got pizza, you got the salad bar. It was America's favorite pizza place. Not anymore, folks, because Pizza Hut has been pushing drag queen books for kids' summer reading programs. I'm not lying. Restaurant chain Pizza Hut is the latest company meddling in divisive political issues. Now, you would think, you would think that they would learn from the mistake of State Farm. Do you know State Farm lost tens of millions of dollars because of their wokeness? People will never go back to State Farm. Anybody with integrity will never go back to State Farm after what they did. After what they did. But now, folks, you've got social media, you've got phone calls, you've got emails. Like these people up as they promote a child's book this summer that features a young boy who dresses in drag. Yay! Look at me. I'm dressing in drag. Cool. Nobody cares. Since 1984, Pizza Hut has been running a reading program for pre-K through 6th grade student classrooms called Book It, incentivizing children to read a list of books to achieve awards such as free pizza. In celebration of Lesbian, Gay, Bi, Transgender, Queer, Pedophile Month, the fast food chain owned by Yum Brands, Y-U-M Brands, added Big Wig, which tells the story of a young boy who competes in a neighborhood drag competition. Well, that's just fun, folks. That's just fun. Here's the, uh, here's, here's the picture of what it looks like. Big Wig! The publishers, Simon and Schuster, said the book celebrates the universal childhood experience of dressing up and the confidence that comes with putting on a costume. Yeah, they do. It's called a Superman costume or a Batman costume or an Avengers costume or a Power Rangers costume or a policeman or a firefighter's costume. Not a thong and pumps. The world has lost its mind. Pizza Hut has lost its mind. They've gone woke. I think it's time for Pizza Hut to go broke. But I will tell you that the author of Big Wig tweeted out, Hooray! Thanks to Pizza Hut for featuring Big Wig and for the many pizzas over the years. I grew up doing Book It. So this is really special. And thank you so much for sharing Pride Month. I can't even pretend to do it. It makes, it just, again, it's not the lifestyle that makes me sick. Like I said yesterday, I don't care if you have sex with animals. Doesn't bother me one bit. What bothers me is trying to push it on our communities 
so that you get our children trending in it, not actually wanting it, but trending in it. And then you tell them how bad their parents are for not accepting it. And then if their parents do accept it, you want their parents to engage in it with them. I think these people want you to have sex with your children. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that these wacko LGBTQIA plus pedo community, I think they want you to literally actively have sex with your children. I think they do. I'm not lying. I really think they do. It's disgusting, but I think it's honest to God's truth. Now, speaking of that, folks, it seems to me that drag queens and children are synonymous lately. It seems to me like the drag queens of the world and the RuPaul's of the world realized that nobody cared about their sexually driven lifestyles. And they're not popular in any way, shape, or form. So what did they got to do? They had to go to the kids. We got to go to the younger crowd. We got to get them brainwashed. And now there's literally kids in bars, bars, bars that sell alcohol, probably engage in massive amounts of drug activity. And putting dollars down strippers' pants. Yeah, that's where kids are hanging out these days. Bars. And I can't believe that it took a Texas lawmaker to actually propose banning drag queens from involving children in their shows. You would think that a child in a bar is illegal. You would think that drag queens performing for children is called pedophilia. You would think that you are doing something sexual with a minor, but it's amazing to me why people have to introduce legislation to make this stop. But apparently one Texas lawmaker did. Let's see what's going on right now in, a, uh, in bars across the country. This one happened to be in Dallas, Texas, folks. Check this out. Oh, hold on. One second. We had a little major time of difficulty there. Let me get back to the video here. It's sickening. Again, if you don't want your children to see something so sickening, uh, then, then don't have them watch this part. Again, there's no nudeness or anything, but it's still disgusting. Check this out. I mean, all month, if you, if you know and you think you can do it like we do it, I want you to come up here real quick. If you think you can do it, if you think you can walk the runway with the girl, who wants to be a diva for the day? Look at this. Look at this, boys and girls. Look how little they are. Look at this. You, gotta, you, walk, who you, you pick who you want to walk the runway with. This is in a bar. You pick who you want to walk the runway with. Okay, go with her. You guys go with her. How about, okay, one person can go with me. Who wants to go first? You want to go with me? All right, this is my partner in crime today. You ready to do this? On the count of three, here we go. This poor boy. One, two, three, let's go. Look at that poor kid. Oh, oh. Yeah. Come on back. Let's go. Give me a All right, we're done watching this because it makes me want to puke and punch this TV and absolutely break it because I can't stand it. But what I'm not going to show you in this video, what actually ends up happening after all these people brainwash these young children to walk down the aisle and act like this and pose and act all weird and disgusting. What ends in this video, ready for this, is the drag queens teaching the children how to put dollars in their G-strings and in their clothes, including where their breasts are oh yeah folks and you tell me that's not illegal you tell me why 
why a lawmaker actually has to introduce a law to ban this. Tell me why. Doesn't make any sense. It's actually absolutely disgusting. But a Texas lawmaker has introduced a law to ban this. Let's hope something comes of this. Let's hope these people actually get put in prison for a change. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't understand how this is legal, how you can do this. You know what I mean? If, if you or I were to do any of this, we'd be arrested. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I, if I was a 30-year-old man and I started dating a, a 16-year-old girl, I would be arrested. Yet these people can go and take kids to bars and teach them how to do this? Absolutely godless. And those parents are, should be ashamed of themselves. They should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Now, I want to give you some good news, okay? I got some good news today. Actually, the rest of the show has got some good news. So let's just go ahead and break into the good news. As today, we may see a very left-wing, far-left communist progressive district attorney actually recalled in the state of California. And no better than Nancy Pelosi's backyard of San Francisco. Why? Because crime has gotten so out of control in San Francisco with these smash and grab robberies and people just walking into CVSs and Targets and just taking whatever they want and walking out that the people of San Francisco, Democrats, independents, and Republicans combined are sick and tired of living in a hellhole because that's exactly what it's become, an absolute hellhole. Nobody even wants to visit San Francisco anymore because of the smell of feces on the side of the streets. And that's a real thing. Anybody who lives in San Francisco or near San Francisco can corroborate that in the comments section, okay? But this is some good news today. Progressive San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Budin faces a recall vote today uh, because she's been criticized uh, for being too soft on crime and failing to pursue criminals aggressively and is facing the recall count, uh, today. Budin campaigned for the job several years ago on a platform of reducing incarceration in the progressive city. Supporters of the recall argue Budin, the son of two weather ground, un, excuse me, the son of two weather underground members convicted of murder, is putting residents at risk with his policies. While overall reported crime has not increased since Budin took office in 2020, viral videos of smash and grab robberies, by the way, that's not right either. Overall crime has increased. That's, a, that's, that's not right reporting. I looked up the crime rate in California as a whole and in San Francisco and all the major cities in California, and they're all up. So that is, that's fake and false reporting right there. Viral videos of smash and grab robberies everywhere from drugstores to clothing boutiques have highlighted that such offenses as robberies and car thefts have risen. In many cases, the perpetrators are neither arrested nor charged. So what they're saying is the overall arrests have not increased since 2020. But what they're not saying is the overall arrests. What is the crime? What is the reason for the arrest? And it's gone from simple stuff to major stuff. That is why the crime is, so, is running so rampant. So he will face a recall today. If you live in San Francisco, vote him out. Vote him out. Okay? That's happening in San Francisco, and that is a little bit of good news today. We've got some more good news, ladies and gentlemen. Cancer. We may have a cure for cancer or at least some types of cancer. This Folks, is perfect and great news. God is good, amen? And see, here's the thing. Science is something that God has given to us. The word science means with knowledge. 
Okay, it, it means knowledge. Conscience means with knowledge, but the word science means with knowledge. And God gave us science. Now, people who do not believe in God think that science disproves creationism or disproves God in some way, shape, or form, and in no way does it ever. Science cannot disprove God. Science can't even prove the theory of evolution that they teach every child in every school across the world and across the nation and around the world. They're teaching children theories that they can't prove. But science is a great thing. And we have science to thank for this story I'm about to tell you right now. A miracle drug shows a 100% remission for all cancer patients that are involved in the trial of the drug. This is an amazing story and one we definitely got to get to. Here we go. A potential new miracle cancer treatment resulted in remission for every single patient enrolled in a clinical trial at the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. 18 patients diagnosed with rectal cancer enrolled in that drug trial with GlaxoSmithKline, abstaining from grueling treatments like chemotherapy. Incredibly, every single participant saw their tumors completely disappear. Now, I know this was rectal cancer, but still, it's cancer, okay? Every single patient, every 18 uh, uh, person that was in there uh, saw their tumors completely disappear, according to the trial results published Sunday in the New England Journal of Medicine. None of the patients reported adverse reactions during the drug trial. They may, they may in the future, but as of right now, none, which is, a rare, which is rare in treatments of its type. About 20% of patients treated with checkpoint inhibitors have some sort of adverse reaction. Now, it's tweeted out, very proud of our study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, 100% clinical complete response with Dostarlimab alone in mismatched, despair, deficient, locally advanced rectal cancer. No radiation, no surgery. This is incredible news. Excuse me, this is incredible news. One second here. This is incredible news because it's in no time in history have we ever had a test for cancer be so amazingly, overwhelmingly awesome and successful. No time in history. So it's good news, and we just got to keep pushing on. Maybe, just maybe, in our lifetime, we might see a cure for cancer. However, the government will take control of it, and it'll be billions of dollars for you to be cured. Either way, hopefully, by God's grace, there will be a cure in our lifetime. Now, I've got another piece of good news to show you. But before we do that, I do want to bring up because I think it's so awesome to talk about. And I don't, and I don't think that, uh, I don't think enough people are really going to, uh, towards it. And it's rise.tv folks, rise.tv. If you're canceling your Netflix, if you're canceling your primes, if you're canceling your voodoos and your Hulus, then make sure you subscribe. It's only $9.99 a month. It's rise.tv. They have documentaries on there. They have movies on there. They have podcasts on there. They have news shows on there. They have comedy on there. All, all patriotically and, 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 and conservative driven. It's a great new uh, streaming platform. Pure Flix and Rise TV are in my home. Check it out, rise.tv. It's going to be explosive and it's going to blow up. And this is the parallel universe that I've been talking about. We built it. They don't know what to do with us. We built it. 
and we're coming. Also, I'd like to thank you for all of those who shopped at my pillow last week. A, a, a good many of you did, and you're and you're doing it for Father's Day, I would bet, and you're using the promo code. And also, with the Brave American, they let me know yesterday that about three thousand dollars has been purchased off their store because of you guys. So thank you, and a portion of that comes back to the show for the show's finances. So thank you very much. All right, let's get to the last. Show, uh, the last story of the day, and that's going back to Texas to celebrate Ken Paxton, the attorney general of the great state of Texas, because now Elon Musk may be pulling out of the Twitter purchase because of the, of the stuff that he found, because of the lies that he found, because of the fake bots that he found, because of the bad and very, very uh, untrustworthy way that uh, Twitter's been running its business. Now Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has launched a full investigation into Twitter for, potentially, uh, for pen- potential false reporting over its fake bot accounts. Now, if Ken Paxton gets to the bottom of why and how many there really are, well, then we might see a bunch of Twitter executives going to prison for fraud. Fraud in the tunes of tens of millions, if not billions of dollars, folks fraud on the American people. We already found out that 11 million of Joe Biden's users are absolutely fake. And now Ken Paxton is doing criminal investigation into Twitter. And if he finds that their fake bot accounts were completely uh, under underreported, well, then, folks, we're talking about criminal charges against Twitter executives. You, uh, remember, folks, God is working in mysterious ways and you can't beat God. Amen. All right. For everybody out there who has seen it and shared it, thank you very much. For everybody out there who has not seen it, for everybody out there who has not shared it, let me uh, quickly, quickly play the premiere uh, trailer that we put out last Friday for Armor of God. Armor of God, ladies and gentlemen, let's do our best to make sure that gets to number one. Again, we are still currently trending and on the top 100. It's amazing to do with God's great message, especially as such a small publication that we actually are. Another thing, folks, do not forget, we have 20% off everything on the Live from America store on JeremyHerald.com. We even have many colors of the Armor of God hats now, black and gold, blue and gold, and red and gold, all the way to Father's Day, 20% off anything in the store. And we're finally coming to an end, folks. We're 10 minutes over, but I think I at least owed you that after the last couple shows. So remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel, okay? Amen. See you guys at 5. Peace. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.